All right, the summer sermon series is uh, at the movies, uh, one of the more popular ones I hear. Um, and some people have really appreciated uh, going and watching movies they wouldn't normally watch and uh, really enjoying them. You know, we've looked at uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, we talked about the, the running with endurance that uh, this life <laughs> necessitates. Uh, we looked at Ready Player One, the one thing that is most important. Next week, just mercy. What does God expect from us? And then on the 4th of July, it's a Sunday this year, uh, Hamilton. You either love it or hate it. That's what I know about Hamilton. You either love it or you hate it. So at any rate, it fits with 4th of July, so we're running with it. Uh, but today is Knives Out, and I just want to start by letting you see the trailer. It's, uh, it is an exciting, if you like a murder mystery, if you like a whodunit comedy, uh, this is a great movie with a lot of twists and turns in the plot. And it's a star-studded cast. There's Captain America, James Bond, whatever their actors' names are, right? No, Don Johnson was the last time you saw him. All right, it, it, it is a really good movie, I have to admit. So the whole kind of plot here is Harlan Thromby on this Father's Day. We'll talk about the patriarch, uh, the father and grandfather of this family. He's very wealthy. He's actually a crime novelist wrote novels and amassed this great wealthy empire. And he takes care of his children's every need, actually every whim. As a matter of fact, he indulges them even. And what we've come to find out is that uh, after he's discovered uh, dead and uh, the police uh, initially rule it a suicide, uh, this world-famous detective comes in uh, to look for maybe possibly uh, if there is a killer or not involved. And what we learn about the family is that they love what they can get from their dad more than they love their dad, more than they love being with their dad. And so what I want to talk about today is inheritance. And so it's going to be an 11-point sermon. We're going to go I-N-H-E-R. No. That's not, I'm serious. Why are you laughing? No. No, Pastor Jeremy said that would be a good idea, but I'm going to break the... I'm going to break the streak today, sorry. Uh, but inheritance is something that you get, something that you receive when someone else dies. It can be money, property, it can be heirlooms, like, like my kids someday are going to receive my collection of Hard Rock Cafe t-shirts <laughs> from all over, the city, all over the country. It's really amazing. Well, you may not have realized it, or maybe didn't think about it this way, but you have a spiritual inheritance waiting for you. And it's what uh, Paul writes about here in Ephesians 1.11. In him, Jesus, we have obtained an inheritance. And that verb there, have obtained, and this is the perfect tense, blah, 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 I'll spare you all that, but in the Greek, but what it means is that it has happened in the past and it continues to be. It's ongoing. In other words, we have received, obtained an inheritance, and we still have and keep this inheritance. It is already in our possession. And what is possibly the greatest spiritual inheritance from God? Eternal life. 
I just want you to soak that in for a second. We talk about eternal life, eternal life all the time in church. But think about it. Think about what that means. For some of you, your fathers, your grandfathers have already fully received and fully possess this inheritance, but it is also yours and mine. The person sitting on either side of you, in front, behind you. It's an inheritance that God chooses to give to each and every one of us. Eternal life. Now, that would be great if that were all there was, but there's more. Verses 13 and 14. In him, in Jesus, you also were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. We receive the Holy Spirit as a, as a down payment, as a, as a guarantee of the full inheritance that God has for each and every one of us. Now, if we have the Holy Spirit, you have the Holy Spirit, I have the Holy Spirit, if we all have the Holy Spirit, that means we are all a part of God's family. Now, some of you had wonderful role model fathers. Some did not have that blessing. Some didn't even have a father in their life, perhaps. But what I want you to understand about God is our heavenly Father is that He is perfect, absolutely perfect. And He loves you unconditionally. He cares about you. He knows every detail of your life. He knows your cares and your concerns, your joys, your celebrations. He's there for you, for all of them. A perfect heavenly Father who loves you immensely. And you also have brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters who love you, who pray for you, Encourage, support you any, any way that we can. Let us know. So we've got this amazing inheritance from God. Now, the Thromby family. It turns out, again, uh, while they were fighting over their inheritance, uh, the nurse, Marta, was grieving the loss of her friend. The family only wanted to, only cared about what they could get from Harland, uh, but Marta had actually become a friend of Harland, even a part of the family. She cared for him. She enjoyed spending time with him. They, they, they played games. And then, so when it came, and this is the spoiler alert, spoiler alert, cover your ears if you need to. Uh, <clears throat> when it came time to read the will, Harland had given his family, his children and grandchildren, absolutely nothing. He left everything to Marta. His cash, his house, the publishing company, hundreds of millions of dollars of estate, all to Marta. Well, you can imagine the conflict that arose from that. And the detective finds out everybody's got a motive. Everybody's got a motive. There was actually tremendous conflict in the family with, uh, with her dad, with her grandfather. Um, 
they were so concerned, again, about uh, treating Harlan like he was an ATM, right? They just go up to him, anything they needed, any whim they had, he just always answered it. Well, I have a confession to make. Sometimes, sometimes, I treat God like the Thromby family treated Harland. I only think about, what can I get from God? What can he do for me? And if you wonder if you ever treat God that way too, just listen to how you pray. Do you pray for what you want, or do you pray for what God wants? Too many people treat God like a cosmic ATM. Like they just pray the right way, do the right things, God will just give them whatever they want. So let's get three things straight about our spiritual inheritance. Number one, what is our inheritance? It is, it is his blessing. Now, before you get excited about the new blessing of the new car that's going to be waiting for you in the parking lot after church, let me caution you. If the best things in life aren't stuff, then probably the best blessings from God aren't stuff, right? And, and Paul talks about this earlier in uh, verse 4 about what these blessings are. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. Do you see that? We get the character of Christ. That means when God looks at you, he does not see your failures. He doesn't see your faults. He doesn't see your sins. He sees Jesus when he looks at you, holy and blameless. This is, this is something about the Christian faith. This is something about the gospel that if, if we all really got it, we would jump out of bed every morning. Praise God. Listen. Martin Luther called this the glorious exchange. See, when Jesus was on the cross, he took on our sin, all of our sin, he took from us. And then he gave to each and every one of us his righteousness, his perfection, perfectly fulfilling law. So I know normally we think about being forgiven as we kind of got this slate bad things that we've done, and Jesus died to forgive our sins. Wipe the slate clean. we got a clean slate. But it's one more step better than that. Then we get credit for all of the good things that Jesus did. When God looks at us, we are holy and blameless. It's amazing. This is the beginning of our inheritance, and it is wonderful, wonderful. All right. Uh, trying to get this inheritance straight in our head, right? So it's his blessing. It is his discipline. Now, I'm not talking about like discipline, like punishing a child. Think about discipline as in an elite athlete 
who wakes up at 4 a.m. every morning to exercise, who is vigilant about everything that they eat. He's constantly uh, looking for ways to train harder and, and get the competitive edge. See, that kind of discipline prepares us for when the game is on the line. And Paul talked about it this way. He said, God works all things according to the counsel of my will. Is that right? God works all things according to the counsel of your will. No. His will. It's so hard when we want one thing or everything to fall into place and God has other plans. And that discipline that we well, that grows when we go through those situations. We learn to trust in his plan, in his will, because all things work together for good, according to those who are called to his purpose. He, everything works out, right? You, you've been through enough in your life. Now you can look back and see, well, well that, was, that was a horrible thing, but oh, now I can see God was using it for this. Right? And that takes discipline. It's, it's hard. It's hard work. So, our inheritance, it is his blessing, it is his discipline, and then finally, our inheritance is Jesus. Jesus. The greatest treasure that we have isn't what Jesus did for us. It's him. We get to spend time with Jesus. We get to experience his love for us. Now, when uh, my wife and I were dating many, many years ago, uh, we'd go out to a movie or maybe we'd go walk in the park or and we'd go out to, to eat afterwards at Shoney's or, or Big Boys. You know, familiar with those restaurants where you're from? And I'd say, honey, you can order anything you want off the dollar menu. <laughs> Help yourself. So impressive. But you know what? That, that didn't matter, right? If we went to the park and it started raining, that didn't matter. What, all that mattered was that we were together, that we got to spend time together. Listen, I wish, I wish all my heart that Jesus would heal the divisions in our country, that he would make racism go away, that he would make the pandemic around the world just end but more than anything, I want Jesus to be with me and with you in the midst of whatever we are going through in our world or in our lives. Jesus had promised that. You know, you receive an inheritance from an earthly father uh, when he dies and because he chose you to better your life, give you, again, possessions, wealth. God chooses you, and you receive that inheritance because someone died. Jesus. He died so that he could be with you forever, so your sins would be taken away and you could live forever, eternal life. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, loving, loving Heavenly Father, 
We are so grateful uh, that you sent your one and only son to die in our place, to take upon himself all of the sins that we have committed or ever will commit. We thank you for that wonderful gift, that inheritance that you have prepared for us from the foundation of the world, our glorious home in heaven with you and with our loved ones forever and ever. Uh, while we are here, uh, help us to, to have that eternal perspective on our lives uh, uh, here, uh, realizing we've, we've already received the greatest gift there is. We have eternal life, so what else really matters in this world? Uh, help us to pursue loving others, serving our neighbors, caring for our family and our friends uh, before we ask for anything for ourselves. Uh, and uh, happy Father's Day. In Jesus' name, amen.